and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the quarantine cabin up in Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how this whole thing works. If you're on YouTube, get subscribed. Get subscribed because we have new and fantastic guests every Tuesday and Friday. And today is a very, very special episode. I'm very excited to announce uh, to this uh, today's guest, Elaine Hendricks. Thank you for coming on. You are so welcome. I brought my own microphone. I'm so happy you did. We got to match up. <laughs> we got It's got to look right. Oh, we're twins. Twinsies. Look at us. We did it. Elaine, it is such a pleasure to have you. And if you don't know Elaine, but you probably do, okay? She's in the new show, Dynasty, that's on CW. It's currently running in its third season. All of you need to go watch it. It also, the past seasons, if you haven't gotten into it, is on Netflix. Also, you know her from The Parent Trap. I mean, like, I just know a lot of this audience is sitting there going, oh my fucking God. Meredith Blake is looking on is on my favorite podcast and talking to this idiot Jared Freed. Like like uh, what do you what, what what's your like I mean I'm sure you're asked this a lot but I have to ask what's like the one thing do people come screaming up to you? Like what do people run up to you in the streets? Yeah. I mean if I'm out in the world I usually get approached and so, like I just the other day before we had the whole like shutdown quarantine, I was up at the bank and the woman came over and she's like, wait a minute, are you who I think you are? And I said, yes. And she's like, ah! and she starts freaking out. And I'm like, hi. And so, yeah, that happens all the time. And I absolutely love it. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's so funny. It's like, that is a character. Did you think that character was going to be like, have a moment like it does? No, because when we did that movie, it, because I'm older than dirt, it, we didn't have social media back then. Sure. And, and, and it evolved. I mean, social media takes the character and evolves it and memifies it in the way it does. And it's funny to think, like, I would think on that movie, you watch it, you're like, oh, that's the bad guy. But then she becomes this, like, aspirational character to a lot of people in the Internet world, right? Yes, a whole like generation of young women and young boys, for that matter, yeah. have grown up wanting to be Meredith Blake. I get all the time, you know, hashtag Stan. I stand Meredith Blake. Yeah. And I, <laughs> once again, like, I love it because what I do is the closest thing I can contribute to this world to like helping make this world a better place. Sure. So the fact that people respond to my characters, to me in that way. It's just like, that's like, that's why I do it. That's it's a connection. It's a, you know, I, I understand that completely. When someone says to me, Oh, you got me through my drive. Like I like what feels better than that. And like for someone like I look like I'm like, so we kind of connected. I don't know if you remember this, but I was, I do this things called dudes watching rom-coms. And I would watch a movie on my Instagram stories and then like comment on it as it's going on. Yes. And then you, someone might have sent it to you or DM'd it to you and you ended up and I put it on my, my like regular feed and you commented and I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> Meredith Blake just commented, you know? 
See, I get that reaction all the time. I mean, I was doing that, and I'm like a 31 year old straight dude. Like, it, like <laughs> you know, it, it, let me tell you something. Meredith Blake has no boundaries. She's none. Everyone. Now, now, like, and and you know what's that character too? Like, there is something aspirational. I do understand it. Where it's like, this is a 26 year old hot. She was 26 in the movie, hot. Got, going after her dreams with a career, like I could see how someone who's twenty six sitting at home, like you know, in a job they don't like, would look at that woman and go, "That's the fucking goals." Yeah. Well, I was I was actually twenty six when we filmed that, and the fact that I was in all these fabulous clothes and driving a fabulous car and yeah. dating this older man while filming it, I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, "Yeah." And so, <laughs> And so, like, now that everybody else is like, yeah, um, we're all can be like, yeah. Well, I, I love that so much because, you know, it is there is someone out there watching that movie that goes 26 and then they're sitting in their parents' basement and they're like, I, I'm just trying to get my career to get like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And it's like to see this character who's like, get these kids out of my life. I don't want I don't want these twins here. Like her whole goal is like, fuck these kids. I have a life to lead. Yeah. And now there's like a whole generation. To, I mean, I don't have, I don't have human children. I have fur mm. children. Mm. And then there's all these women and this whole new generation that are either waiting to have kids or aren't having kids. So again, yeah. like they relate, like it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a more relatable character than maybe we thought it would be at the time. I think. Meredith Blake it, was ahead of her time. Ahead, literally. Totally ahead of her time. Literally, you know, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg of another generation. Now, I want... Wait a minute. I don't know that I have ever heard Meredith Blake compare. <laughs> Only on the J Train podcast. <laughs> I Now, Elaine, I want to make sure people go follow you right now, okay? If you're listening or watching on YouTube... Elaine's on Instagram at Elaine for number four animals. That's at Elaine number four animals. And you do a lot of uh, stuff for, you know, great things for animals and stuff like Can you explain kind of how you put yourself out there for that? Those causes? Yeah, well, the, the real um, short answer, the long and short of it is that when I first started my career and I, I was I did the remake of Get Smart with Don Adams and Barbara Felden and then. I got Romy Michelle's high school reunion and then the parent trip and all these things. And I, what was your part? I'm sorry to ask. What was the part in Romy and Michelle's Lisa Luter? I was the Vogue fashion editor, which is another character that a lot of, you know, who, those who love Meredith Blake also love Lisa Luter. Wait a minute. I totally had forgotten about that part. And that, and, and that movie is like an iconic, like another movie that kind of in basic cable has this revitalization, right? Yeah, it's it became a it became this cult classic. It was also ahead of its time. Like that was one of the first like modern chick rom rom coms, absolutely buddy flicks. That now they're it's they're far more commonplace. But back then there really wasn't that many. Especially the idea that Romeo and Michelle are two like two women doing it a different way. You know, like going through life. They're not just going you know, uh, high school, college, marriage, baby. Like they were like, no, we were going about it our own way. That That's something you didn't see. No, no, you really didn't. And I, and I, so I was the Vogue fashion editor in like the white suit and the slicked hair at the end who kind of helped save the day for them. 
And then another, yes. um, another, not to get too sidetracked here, but then, uh, you know, after that was then Superstar, which mm -hmm. with Evie and Graham that I did with Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell. And that was also like, you know, I just, I did a lot of these roles that, that people love to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? Did was there ever like did you ever have people that think you were the characters and come up to you and like be like fuck you or like or like you broke up you broke up his marriage they were going to have a beautiful wine vineyard like were they were they ever doing that to you? No, oh god, if I if if one of my characters broke up your marriage then well, I'm talking about like, I'm not saying very much. <laughs> I'm talking about in the movie or like they like like are they like Meredith Blake you wanted those kids to go to boarding school I don't want you know like do they ever no but it is it is really kind of uncanny how many people come up to me and like god you're such a good bitch and I'm like thank you <laughs> thank you I, I think I mean I remember like I would uh like I, I would get and this happens all the time especially for people doing acting I mean in so I would get asked to do an audition and like, I don't do a lot of auditions. I I've done podcasting, you know? So I, 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 but the few times that I was asked, it was always like, okay, we're looking for a chubby asshole douchebag. And it's like the best way to say to your face what they see you as. Like, did you get, did you just get like forever? Just get called in for like, we're looking for a bitch. Yes, I still, I mean, hi, I, Meredith Blake grew up to be Alexis Carrington in Dynasty. Oh, Dynasty, I, yeah. yeah. Yes. I guess it's better to have a look than to have no look at all, I guess. Yeah, listen, I don't, for, for when, when I was younger, um, I thought, you know, I had this idea like, oh, I've got to be an actress with like, a, you know, all this whole variety and I can play anything and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I've had, a, I've had an incredible career and Absolutely. I've been in a lot of incredible and iconic projects. But then, you know, c come around, it's like, I have the most fun playing the villains. Yeah, so and, I, and I stopped hating on it. For yeah, and it is a compliment because you did it so spectacularly well <laughs> that people remember you and they go, we're looking, now they go, we're looking for a Meredith Blake type. We're looking for an Elaine Hendricks type. Yeah. Which so is, bas so basically what you're saying is you're a good bitch, Elaine. <laughs> you're the best bitch in town. All right. So wait, explain what you do with animals because I want to make sure we, we get people on board and then we're going to do some emails. Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, explain the, how you direct people. Yeah, okay. So um, uh, circling back when I started getting recognized for my roles. I started getting invited to a lot of different charity events and I, so I was attending them because I love to give back. Mm -hmm. And I, but then I felt like I wasn't really making a difference. So then I literally sat down at my computer and was like, okay, what is my platform going to be? And I saw an undercover fur video and I had such a visceral reaction to it because I was watching this poor animal get freaking skinned alive just oh, for yeah. fur. And right then I changed my entire life and my entire world. I was vegetarian at the time, but then I became vegan. I threw out all of my products that were tested on animals. I sold my car because it had leather. I stopped what wearing the, leather. Sorry to interrupt. What was the video that you saw? Like how, what, how did it get presented to you? Yeah. Well, I was just looking it up. I was just researching. I was like, you know, what do I love? Like what really speaks to me in my life? And 
I was like, oh, well, I've always loved animals and I've always given to animals and helped them. But then I learned like what was hap what was actually happening to them that I had no idea. So it was, it was in a, it was in the, the deeper you looked. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was P it was a PETA uh, video that I saw and it was an undercover video and it was just, it was so heartbreaking. And you, you know, you can find these videos now everywhere, thankfully, because people are getting woke to this. Yeah. Well, and also there's more information out there and there's places, there's resources. Exactly. So yeah. now, so since then, like I've, I've rescued thousands of animals. I have. I build habitats. I speak. I demonstrate. I protest. I do all kinds of things. So, uh, all of this to say, if you do go and follow me, I put all kinds of action step steps and information always in my stories and in my posts. So, Elaine, the number four animals. Love it at Elaine Four Animals. Go follow. It'll be all over my Instagram. Also, she's got amazing projects coming out in addition to Dynasty. They're coming down the tube, so to speak. Yeah. Are, you ready to, are you ready to do some emails? Let's do some emails. We are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Magic Spoon. New sponsor alert. Hit the bell, Shelby. Remember breakfast cereal? Ooh, I love a breakfast cereal, and I really love it as a snack, to tell you the truth. I like life. I like uh, Cocoa Crisp. I like um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which... In my fraternity, we used to call it Sintocra when we were breathing everything on perp. And then we went to CTC and then it was uh, uh, like we 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 fuck with Sintocra. Um, but now I, I, you know, you don't the cereal aisle as you get older has become kind of like a this way you shall not come. Like when you're getting older, you're like, I don't want the sugar. I don't want the carbs. And you're like, I don't need this in my life. It is only negative. This is as much like going down the candy aisle as it is going down the cereal. The weird thing is, growing up, you were always got that commercial. Remember that commercial that was like, and this is served as part of a total balanced breakfast. And it would be the kid in front of what looked like a breakfast served to the queen at the Ritz Carlton. Like you'd be like, whose mom is making this breakfast? There was like eggs, toast, cereal. And you're supposed to have like one little teaspoon of cereal. And you're like, who's eating like this? Who's not, who's sitting down to breakfast in their home? Like what kind of mom is, is doing this? My mom was like, get the fuck out of the house and take your breakfast. Like it was like a big, rigmarole i mean it's it, so that's really what i breakfast cereal was never really like let's sit down to breakfast and have our bowl of cereal it was always the sweet after kind of like a dinner like oh let's have a little bread you know let's have a little cereal a little treat it was more of a treat but you know now it can be everything to you it doesn't have to be because magic spoon is a new cereal company that discovered a way to recreate the favorite childhood cereals with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. What? Let me read that again. Zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, three net grams of carbs each serving. It tastes too good to be true. I've had it. 
The chocolate one is unbelievable. I, I, I really was like, and I had it the same way I would have had it way back when, when I didn't give a fuck about my body. I was like, hey, I just had dinner. I, want, I got a little sweet tooth. Let me pour myself a cup with a little bit of milk. And I got to say, it, it got me over the hump. It was a nice little snack, a little bedtime treat. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. It's a nice thing to have in the house that, listen, I'm not telling you it's going to get you in shape. I'm not, I'm not making those claims. I'm saying to you that in the grand scheme, if you're like, oh, what about my choices? Uh, you want these cereals above, are better than the ones you would have gotten in the aisle that would have made you feel like shit. And Magic Spoon spent over a year working with the best food scientists and chefs in the world to recreate the taste and texture of classic sugary cereal. It does have the same deal. The chocolate one, it feels like you're having Cocoa Puffs. It's, and you're like, and you do have that feeling after where you're like, ugh, uh, I can't believe I just had a bowl of Cocoa Puffs. And then you look at the bowl, you look at the, the box, you're like, oh my God, I'm, 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 I'm an Adonis. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, so and GMO-free, so it fits kind of everything you're looking for. Go to magicspoon.com slash JTrain. That's magicspoon.com slash JTrain to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use my promo code JTrain at checkout. That's JTrain, JTrain, JTrain for free shipping. There's your free money. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So magicspoon.com slash JTrain. Use the code JTrain for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the show and bringing back childhood favorites that won't leave us bloated. I got to say, I had it after a meal, uh, like a little snack, kind of like my nighttime snacky poo. And I didn't go to bed with, you know what would happen when I used to do this with other cereals? I would go to bed and I would feel like there was just like a big brick of the dough in my stomach and I didn't feel that way. So go check out Magic Spoon. Use the promo code JTRAIN. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. Living with your situationship. Now, now before we get into these, a lot of these exist in the coronavirus quarantine world. How are you stowing away? What's your situation? Are you seeing anybody as well? This is, you know, this is when we get a little personal. Okay, well, wait, what's a situation ship? So a situation ship would be someone you're like, someone you're seeing, but it's not official. So you're seeing them in a way where maybe sex is being had. Maybe it's dating. Maybe it's, you know, it's not, but it's not official official. Gotcha. Oh, uh. Are you seeing anyone now or are you in... in no, I'm single and I'm not even dating. And you, and you don't, don't want, want how, how do you, you how do you No, I do want to be dating, but okay. like I don't I don't I have no idea how to because I'm not going to do the online thing. Have you ever done a dating app? Yeah, I've been on a lot of them and I haven't I've met some pretty great guys, but I haven't had any success in that way. I mean, as as a very recognizable person, do they say, "Oh my god, it's Mer- like, like do, do you ever, ever have, have a guy, guy like, like say, say Meredith Blake, Blake? holy yeah. shit?" Um, I'm your Randy Quaid or Dennis what, Dennis Quaid. Uh, yeah. I own a wine vineyard out in uh, Sonoma, and uh, I have these two young kids that found each other at summer camp. Like, do you ever get that? No. If I did, though, I think I'd be like, um, wait a minute, back up. You have a vineyard. <laughs> Things are good. Like, I if I saw you on a dating app, I'd be I would go full like like I would slow play it. Like I would start with like. 
yeah, you know, I just I'm I'm kind of a cowboy type of guy. Like I would get into the. <laughs> Wait, did you think I, you think I'm going for a cowboy type of guy? I'm gonna, I would play the part of De, you know Dennis Quaid, or is that what is Dennis Quaid? Like I'd be, I would slowly be like, yeah, I got a vineyard in the Sonoma, and you know I got a kid, and my ex wife lives in London. She's a dressmaker. I'd be like, oh, great. Then she can design my dress for our wedding. Perfect. How would you, I mean, how do you want to meet a guy? Uh, what's the, what's the perfect scenario for you? Like that I'm, we meet at maybe an event or a party and we just start talking and then like, oh, we realize like oh, we've got some stuff in common and then maybe it furthers from there. Does it, is it hard meeting people being in, you know, in, in this industry being in, in, you know, being a recognizable person, do you think that makes it harder or different? I don't know. I don't know that I can say that because there's plenty of people who are in this industry and far more recognizable than I am who are dating. So I don't know. I just think dating can be hard. And I don't, I travel a lot. I'm busy. I've always put my career kind of first. And, yeah. you know, I've been in relationships and it's kind of hard on the guys. Like they start off, it starts off all great. And then yeah. at some point they kind of want me around and I'm not always around. Yeah. And, and like duty calls at a certain point. I mean, this is why the podcast exists. This is all difficult and hard and technology sometimes gets in the way. This person wrote, uh, Hi, Jay. Absolutely love the pod and the different perspectives you both bring. I'm ready to be torn apart by you with this one. I'm, I'm 26. Okay, she's Meredith Blake age and have been working out of, uh, out of college for three years. So she's been out of college three years working, but still have a ton of student debt to pay off. I financially had to live with my mom for the past two, two and a half years. My mom is an extremely toxic person who gave me anxiety coming home from my adult job every day. I decided I needed to move out, even though the plan was to wait until the student let debt was paid off. A guy who I had been hooking up with uh, and was also one of my closest uh, friends happened to have a room for only $1,000 a month. She writes a steal for Toronto, where she's writing from. I took the opportunity without really thinking about it, just wanting to get out. I've been living here for three months and it's been a roller coaster to say the least. When we're drunk, we hook up. When we're lonely, we cuddle. But when one of us doesn't like it, the other gets offended. I know this is a terrible situation, but it's absolutely better than the situation with my mom. I feel I'm feeling stuck because I really can't afford to live anywhere else. Do you think it's possible to live with someone you're having a quote unquote situationship with? What ground rules should we set? Also, now we have the layer of both being quarantined. Thanks in advance for not judging my poor decisions. I don't think this is a poor decision. What do you, Elaine, what do you think of the situation? No, I have a lot of compassion for this because I think this is uh, for this situation for this woman because I think it's fairly common and especially, yeah. you know, women, we're very, we, we tend to be particularly empathetic and ready to uh, share more than maybe we're actually ready for. And so we, we do, we find ourselves in this situation. I can't tell you how I, I haven't been in that particular ones, but where I have felt like I've made horrible decisions and then the shame and the pressure that I then put on myself and it becomes a vicious cycle. For sure. so I, think, I think the very first step is like have compassion for yourself. Absolutely. I, I could not agree more because she's being very hard on herself. And I know she's writing it for like, you know, comedic point for the podcast. She knows that I'm like pretty honest with people. But the, I totally agree. At first, you have to look at it and go, hey, you've done 
a fantastic thing. You got out of a situation that wasn't good for you. You found a new place that was affordable. Like, it's funny that she's embarrassed for the, I would call it the, uh, like, she's embarrassed about, like, the romantic mixing with the, um, I'm looking for a word that's on the tip of my tongue, for the, uh, just the regular stuff. Like, you have to, with relationships, money comes into play. This isn't a Disney movie. You know, so like the idea that you found an apartment that's affordable, that allows you to pay back your debt, that lets you live comfortably. Let's give ourselves a pat on the back for that. Yeah. Like, let's be excited. Now that once you get over that, now you can look at the situation with the guy and go, "Okay, I'm not a bad person for doing any of this. Of course. You have needs. Like, that's not wrong to want to have sex and want to feel good and to be held. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. And you happen to be with someone who you feel comfortable enough doing that with. And I think the problem becomes, and she writes it in the email, when we're lonely, we cuddle. But when when one of us doesn't feel like it, the other gets offended. That's the toughest part about the friends with benefits and the situationship where it's like you... You don't have to cuddle with that person. That's the hardest part because you basically have signed up for everything but the obligation. Right. When you get into a, a situationship or a friends with benefits or whatever it may you want to call it. And you guys, I think that also takes more communication than maybe feels comfortable. Well, for sure. I would also say, though, I would say that, I, and I say this to, because I, I I teach actors um, all over the country, actually all over the world. Yeah. And, um, and something that I teach them that I share with, particularly with women, it's just, it, we, we, ha- we happen to have a weak spot in this area, but to boost your self-worth, mm-hmm. do something every day, like work on yourself to boost your self-worth. And the more you do that, you will automatically start to move yourself out of situations that don't support you. Mm. So clearly you have like in this, in this um, instance, and again, very common, not alone in this. If you have a toxic relationship with your mother, well, yeah, then it's sure. You're probably going to have some toxicity in other relationships. And right Mm. now it sounds like it's in this type of romantic realm. And so like, instead of, focusing on the problem, focus on solutions. Mm. And I promise you just by doing that in time, you will automatically evolve from that because you will just outgrow it. The more that you, that you boost yourself up. I totally agree. I also think for her, she needs to have a conversation with herself and then the guy. Okay. So you have to decide for yourself, do you like this guy enough to make it more? If not, you have to get over that hump of like, because right now she's in this like, we're best friends and we cuddle and we fuck when we're drunk. And it's like, you're blaming the alcohol right now for, oh, well, the alcohol happened, so that's why we fuck. Or do you like him? Do you- well, that's, that's what we don't know. We don't know what, does she want more? Does he want more? Does exactly. he not want more? And she's pretending like she, but, and she, does, I mean, it's, we don't know. And, and it's like, you've dropped in this like dropping sex into a friendship is like throwing blood into the water with a bunch of sharks. Everyone's going to go crazy. So if you decide, Hey, 
listen, I like you more than a friend. I want to extend this. Okay, then you have to stop fucking as friends and renew as, you know, a relationship. Or you say, I enjoy us being friends. I enjoy that I can go back to my room after we're done having sex. That's what I like about this. Then you have to be okay with them saying the same thing to you. Yeah. Well, the you know, on this note, like I think as humans, we try to push away conflict when it doesn't feel good. And it's like conflict's going to come up. So part of this is also just like weather the conflict, like have the conflict. Yeah. If it's working, I mean, if the situation as a whole is working for you, but you don't like these uncomfortable moments, well, there's never going to be a relationship that doesn't have uncomfortable moments. And, and right now, I think the first step to all this, I think we both agree is like, hey, Give yourself a pat on the back for fucking you're out of the apartment. You're living well and you're not living with your mom and things are better than they were before. Yeah, it's a step, baby step. And, and you're hopefully getting off. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Oh my God. This person wrote a full attachment. Hold on. Um, jogging in quarantine. Here with Elaine Hendricks at. Elaine, number four animals. Go follow, go follow, get involved. Hi, Jared. I recently got back with a guy right before quarantine hit NYC, and I can't figure out how to make sure this is still moving forward when we're basically in statewide shutdown, okay? We're both 28, met on Bumble. Are you familiar with Bumble? Yeah. Dated exclusively for four months before a breakup in late February because he felt it was moving too fast. He didn't want to stop, but I asked for space, and a week later I broke it off because he was still conflicted. He called another week later. Th- uh, that was 3-8. <laughs> she gives the dates. Women are so thorough with their emails. A guy's email will be like, hey, so we fucked once uh, a while ago. Are we cool? And a girl email will be like, on 3-8, we fucked <laughs> He didn't want to stop, but I asked for space, and a week later I broke it off because he was still conflicted. He called another week later, 3-8, saying he fucked up and wanted to give it another shot, and that same week things in NYC escalated with the virus. His job ended, and mine switched to work from home indefinitely. I was happy with how things were going, and we're in good contact now, even... Uh, even has a car and willing to pick me up to see me, but I don't want to get stuck jogging in place, as you say. Pretty much all I didn't have was a, the girlfriend label, and I only uh, one met his friends once. But I also had to hear a lot about his commitment issues, so that's why I'm anxious about it. Is there a way to bring any of this up when we aren't even seeing our own friends and going out on dates is an uh, isn't an option? So she's basically saying they've gotten back together. But because of the corona landscape, it kind of allows for a relationship to feel like it's more relaxed, right? Because they can't see each other. Well, she he can see her. He's picking her up in, her, in his car. But she's basically saying, like, I haven't... She's using... Not, she's basically saying, I can't meet the friends and I can't go on a real date with him. So how do I know that this is progressing? Right. Well, yeah, then I, I know. So what does progressing mean to her? It's yeah, me- I, I totally agree with that. I mean, the idea that progressing is meeting friends and going to a restaurant to me is ridiculous. And, and I, I'm not saying she's wrong for thinking that, but I'm saying this new lifestyle that we're all leading can make us realize the stupidity in a lot of the things we used to do. We are going to come out of this 
as a country, as a world with a different perspective, don't you think? Well, God, I hope so. You would think, right? Yeah, I mean, if I mean, humans aren't always the brightest bulb in the bunch, but no. yeah, let's hope. Let's hope to goodness we learn something through this. Well, look at look look. You say they they there was a statistic that came out of China that like you know the the rate of babies went up, and so did the rate of divorce. So like, oh yeah, I heard that. You know, so something's gonna change. But I also like. You can't think that you're not involved in the statistics like this girl or woman writing in being like, hey, I'm not getting dates and I'm not meeting the friends. So how do I know that I'm progressing? Hey, maybe it's time to work on yourself and how you uh, rate relationships and how your standards are set. Yeah, I do think it is about like, what do you want? At, like you're saying. Uh, set it. What What are your standards? What do you yeah. want? And then you have to c communicate that and you also have to be willing to hold out for that. There's a whole thing about, and you know, I'm probably going to sound like an old fuddy duddy, but I don't think so at all because you're, you're, you're saying things that I've said, holding the standard and holding out for it. That's like the line of the century. People should be repeating to themselves over and over. Yeah. And, but I think that this also really applies when you start adding sex into the mix mm -hmm. because women, you know, we start sharing oxytocin with that person, which means that our chemicals, we start getting hooked on whoever we're sleeping with. And it's really hard for women to undo that. So you know, I, I have found that a lot of women have sex too quickly. They do it because they think that it's the man is going to get attached yeah. to them faster, that he's, he's going to like them or he won't like them if, if they don't have sex. I mean, there's the mishigosh that we go through mm -hmm. as women with these the mental gymnastics over getting a guy to quote unquote like us. You know, yeah. it's like I, I just think sex complicates it. Sure. And you need to be really clear. You need to be really clear with someone, whether you're hooking up or whether you want a relationship. And if you want a relationship, that's a different set of rules than just hanging out or being friends or friends with benefits or, you know, all this. So she, I think she just needs to get clear with herself. I'll, I'll give a good example. Okay. Because, you know, it's this is I, I think a, what she's looking for is set it and forget it instructions because that's what she leaned on before. No date this week means we are doing bad. Meeting friends means we are doing good. I don't think that's how it works. I've introduced plenty of girls to my friends that after we broke up, my friends go, are you still with that girl? And I go, no. And they go, hey, time to fuck again. Like they don't give a shit. So. Knowing that information, okay, here's here's the thing. I, I woke up the other morning and like, like, listen, it's a brave new world. I'm, she asked this. What my point is, you have to be so okay with communicating to a significant other. I don't care if it's a relationship or a situationship or someone you're fucking or a friends with benefits. You have to be so okay with saying in a nice way. What makes you feel good and bad? So like we woke up the other morning, my girlfriend and I are in my bed and she goes, the first thing she says to me when I wake up is this is going to go through the summer. That's what she said to me. And I, and whether that's true or not, I don't want to wake up for that information. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have a coffee first. 
I'm I'm not I don't I'd like to drink my coffee and live in the land of of positivity for two fucking minutes before I land go on CNN and see the world is ending. Give me that amount of of of, of time. And and I said and I I was like angry for a minute. I went and had coffee. I sat down to like do what I'm doing. You know, podcast. I'm yelling at the fucking you know into the ether. And <laughs> I I looked at her. I go, can you do me a favor? I, and I, it wasn't a, I didn't, I hope it didn't sound this way. She might have a different story than I would, but my version of it is, Hey, I love you. I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not mad, but please from now on, don't wake up and te- don't wake me up to the news that I won't be making money from live shows until after the summer. Do you understand how that affects me? Yeah. I listen, when this is over, that comp- that ranking of how I feel and don't feel will be different. It'll be another thing. It'll be, hey, we haven't gone on a date and it makes me feel bad. You know, so just because yeah, communication, you're talking about communication, totally communication. And, and I think for her where she's like she's looking at this grand list of dating of dating goods and bads. And she's going uh, dinner friends like that isn't how it works at day to day there'll be things that make you feel good and bad you have to communicate those things and then go hey uh you picking me up to drop off your 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 penis for an hour isn't how i like to feel in a relationship quarantine or no quarantine yes 100 percent. but that takes vulnerability and sometimes totally. that feels really scary to do totally scary you have to be willing to lose something you don't really even have you know, and, and, and that's very difficult. Yes. We are sponsored people, Body by Yoga. Body by Yoga, Body by Yoga. Body by Yoga is an online yoga for those who don't normally do yoga. There's no spirituality, no painful postures, and no preaching. Our classes are there to help you work out, not to guide you on a spiritual path. I love this. I am right now working with a personal trainer uh, over the phone and I'm one of those haters I'm one of those people that needs to be in the perfect situation for my workout I don't just walk into the gym and go hmm what am I gonna do today no I want to be able to have a beginning middle and end I want to know that what I'm doing is worthwhile I don't want to start a workout to do half a workout and a lot of these yoga things that are do it at home, do it yourself, to me seem like a waste of time because it's like 10 minutes in. I'm like, ugh, I don't really want to do this. What I love about what they're doing is they're turning yoga into a workout and it's not just this community where you're all going to sit there with beaded necklaces and uh, dream catchers. This is an actual beginning, middle, and end of a workout that's for the normal everyday Jim and Joe. This is, and that's, when someone says to me, let's go to my yoga class, I go, I don't want to stand on one leg for an hour and then tell each other how great we did. I don't want to do that. I want to know that, am I going to feel that I got a chest workout tomorrow? Am I losing weight? Am I going towards a goal? Or am I just sitting here dancing back and forth like a tree in the wind? That's why I love body by yoga. They, it's straight to the point, anatomy-based instruction. You'll never hear flowery phrases like melt your heart or be one with the universe or ambiguous tips like do what feels right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want that. 
Body by Yoga is like a gateway drug for your boyfriend to get into yoga. All the classes are taught by a dude. No nonsense. They don't require flexibility. Every pose comes with modifications for those who can't touch their toes. Classes are short, 20 minutes, and are divided by specific goals. This is an important part. Instead of just going to yoga, you can do different types of yoga. So there's specific fitness goals like yoga for runners, yoga for weight loss, yoga for back pain, yoga for mornings, yoga for energy after work, yoga for abs. This is what we've been looking for from the yoga world. This brings me in. Super premium content. They're not just shot in somebody's living room. They're uh, they're expertly led tutorials. They're all like P90X or T25 on crack. Plus, they've had tens of thousands of students and thousands of glowing five-star reviews. So while you're at home, why not work on your perfect body? This is a great opportunity. And here's the thing about working out at home. It's the same four walls. So you need a different workout to not go crazy looking at the same four walls. You need different differentiation, creativity, making sure you're doing a beginning, middle, and end. So here it is. If you want to give it a shot, go to bodybyyoga.training slash jtrain. I know that's long, so I'm going to say it again. Bodybyyoga.training slash jtrain to sign up for free 30-day trial and 40% all classes after that. Woo! That's a deal, people. So that's a free 30-day trial and 40% off all classes after that. No obligations, one click to cancel, no hoops to jump through. The online classes come with a free app. So this is perfect. That's bodybyyoga.training slash jtrain. That's bodybyyoga.training slash jtrain for 30 days free and 40% off. That's a That is a deal, people especially right now, you're at home, all you want is different and creativity and a beginning, middle, and end, and this offers all of that. Bodybyyoga.training slash jtrain for 30 days free and 40% off. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com, Elaine Hendricks, at Elaine number four animals, Dynasty. It's on the CW, and you can watch the first two seasons on Netflix. I'm so happy you're here. You don't understand how how amazing this is for me, Elena. I love that. I'm loving every single second of this. I love it. Here, okay. Uh, This is a long one. We're not going to get into that one. Ooh. I like this one because it's kind of related to one we've already done. Okay. Moms Moms and and quarantine. Ooh. Just got off the phone with my boomer mom. <laughs> I think we know how she feels. It's funny how people like. Okay, boomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they immediately reveal where, what direction the email's going. She's not going to go. I just got off the phone with my boomer mom and things are great. <laughs> I just got off the phone with my boomer mom. She barely knew how to use it. She doesn't even know how to FaceTime that fucking idiot. Like. <laughs> I, just I told her to text me. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't even know how to send an attachment. What a loser. She's probably the reason this all happened. She probably went to the Wuhan and just made out with a guy to bring over the coronavirus. Like, oh, I love your boomer mom. <laughs> just got off the phone with my boomer mom, who's one of those everything's going to be okay. Keep a positive, positive attitude. Let's not call it quarantine. Let's call it self-sheltering kind of persons. And I'm annoyed. And also feel like I really can't be annoyed, which is annoying. 
Also, my husband, who's usually totally into fucking, is not into fucking right now. What the fuck? Everything is weird, Jared. Jared or Jesus, please fix it. XOXO. I, I mean, these are two independent problems that are definitely related. <laughs> She's having a day, man. She's yeah. in the last, wow. I think it's like, I feel like she wrote this with her legs spread on the bed. And she was like, my husband won't fuck me. My mom thinks everything's going to be okay. This, I'm not getting fucked, you know. My boomer mom and my non-fucking husband. <laughs> it's so good. What do you, how do we help this person out? Oh, once again, compassion. Listen, I had a, I had a boomer mom and they grew up um, post-depression. My mom was one of eight kids. They had to share a banana with between four. Like they could take... A ban two bananas between eight kids and they had to share it. So they have this, my, you know, my mom had this mentality of everything had to be okay. Everything had to be all okay, like all the time. And it drove me fucking crazy. My mom is now passed. And as much as she fucking drove me crazy, I also miss every fucking second without yeah. her. So you just, you got to have compassion, like vent, C come to Jared, come to you people who you can trust yeah. vent all about it because boomer moms drive you fucking crazy. Here's, and then have compassion for her. Here's what I got to tell this listener. She's first go to the kitchen, grab a cucumber, put it under hot water, and you're going to bring it into the bedroom. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're moving on from mom. We're now <laughs> onto the fucking husband. Well, the mom, I think she's revved up about the mom because she's a little bit pent up. So if hubby won't do it, if hubby won't do it, the, the, the produce aisle will. Somebody needs, <laughs> or I, because I'm assuming she doesn't have a vibrator, but you need something needs. Yeah, you need to, where's the vibrator in this picture? Well, I mean, she just said her husband, you know, the, when the husband is, here's the thing. Everyone is dealing with this in their own special way. And I think right now, and it's hard to do this, is to judge people by their intent. So, like, your mom isn't telling you things, these things to annoy you. She thinks she's helping you. She's trying to be a calming person. And to call it self-sheltering, that is kind of nice. I'll tell you a quick story. I And you know what? You don't know when you're helping someone. And, I, and you don't know when you're not helping someone. I went to the post office the other day. I, I went to mail. And I'm thinking on the way to the post office, I'm like, this is... The last place I should be going during a quarantine. Like, like the post office is where you walk in and they cough on you the minute you walk in. Like, that's not... And I went... There's all packages from all over the world there. And I'm, I'm walking in the hazmat suit and I, and I go in with my elbow and, I, and there's this older black woman behind the counter and I said... Hey, do you guys print stuff out because I don't have a printer and I'm trying to send this thing? And she goes, Ooh, baby, go next door. And I go, Just her calm and ooh, baby. Like, I immediately felt, and, and, you know, I know there's a lot of problematic things of like, you know, black women taking care of you. I'm just saying her nature felt good to hear in a very anxious time so and i don't even think she meant to do that i i probably not she's just doing her job but i gotta say you know your mom is is trying to be that calming person for you so 
you know, that's a separate issue than your husband who won't fuck you. I think for your husband, I think you have to say it. I think you should. I, I've had this idea on past podcasts, but I think set up a time that is just you two. No phones, because I think with work from home, it's hard to like turn on and off. It just feels like it goes throughout the whole day. Yeah. Um, I think if you guys just chose a half hour, phones away, glass of wine, I think sexuality comes out in that moment where it doesn't feel so intense and doesn't feel like the day just hasn't ended. But I wonder why he's not, I mean, it's not necessarily for her to start digging into, but why doesn't he want to have sex? Is he stressed because of what's happening? Is it worse? I'm sure, I'm sure there's stress. I'm sure also you don't even realize like for her, maybe like she's, uh, I don't know if she's working from home or hadn't worked from home before, but when you're working from home, like it does, you might be like, oh, we're seeing a lot of each other. Why aren't we fucking as much? And it's like, no, you're just home more. You're just around each other more. So like the percentages don't match up to the former percentages. So if you were home like from work and fucking 15% of the time, well, now you're home from work way more hours and maybe you're fucking for that same amount of time, but the percentages go down. Yeah, because you're seeing each other so much. You know, just on this as a complete side, someone um, told me the other day, and I think it's a really good idea. Like if you're having to work from home right now, do everything that you would that you possibly can like you would do to go to work like put on your shoes yeah do put on your shoes be in your spot step away go somewhere else in your home for lunch and then when the when it's time to stop work close your 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 area down and take off your shoes just something as simple as that helps and, and that ends the day it's a it's a symbolic measure of ending the day i totally agree yeah J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Now we're really, now that you're, you get this show, we get what we're doing here. Let's plow through some emails, social distancing, social distancing. We didn't want in a relationship. It's week two of the quarantine. My boyfriend and I have been separated for longer than expected with no end in sight. Now that we're sheltering in place with only Netflix and FaceTime to keep us company. Do you have any suggestions for keeping things fun and exciting? Two people forced into long distance by a global pandemic. So they're not seeing each other. What's do you have any ideas for how to make this a little more fun than just Netflix and FaceTime? Write each other good old fashioned letters. Ooh, I like a letter. It could be romantic. Yeah, I think that's nice. I think, um, you know, there's creative ways to, you know, like to have like, you know, FaceTime sex. I think that's on the table. I think like that type of thing. Like it's it's time to readdress what we're comfortable doing over these internet airways. You know, like you might have been before you might have been like, well, why would I send nudes to my boyfriend? Well, maybe now this is why. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, oh, well, this gives me a great idea. So like each time that you're that you're Skyping or FaceTiming or whatever, like you could have like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna share dinner together now. We're gonna dance together. I'm gonna get dressed up. I'm gonna do something. We're both gonna, you know, get creative and how yeah. you see each other. And and here's my biggest. Here's the one that the underrated advice that I think they're not thinking of. And I know this is gonna sound small, but it will go a long way. Figure both of you figure out how to prop up your phones. 
because I think what happens is, like, I'll stay on the phone way shorter like this than when I'm on AirPods. So when I'm on, with your phone. So if I'm holding up my phone, if I'm like, hello, hello. Yeah, I do. I am hard. Like if I did, if I did, if I did like a, like if I did phone sex like this. I'm having phone sex like that. Well, I'm just saying this is that if they're doing FaceTiming and Netflix, I'm saying if you're doing it like this or you're doing it like this or whatever it might be, if you prop it up, like I have a tripod for my phone, but that's because you know, for this, for what I do, I needed a tripod. You have a tripod for your phone sex? Yeah. Get a tripod. This also looks like the vibrator we told the last woman to use. But I'm saying, if you have this... Win and need, man. Win and need. This has multiple purposes, okay? But something... and, And you can still order these on Amazon. Get a tripod or go to CVS if you can in your area, wherever. However you can make one of these things happen... It opens up the world. It doesn't feel like it's as long. Your FaceTimes won't feel like, like a lot of time FaceTime sucks because it just feels like you're like, oh, enough already. I just want to put my arm down. And it's like, and then you start getting annoyed at the person because you're like, why don't you want to stay on FaceTime? It's like, well, because my fucking biceps, I've done my workout for the day. I know, I know that, that sounds, sounds small, small and, and stupid. stupid you're just making oh. sure people are propping up their phone. It's small. You, you said that. It's a small, but you're right. You're absolutely right. This, this has multiple functions as we just went over, but this will help your relationship in ways that you never thought it would be helped. Hands-free, man. Hands-free. Hands-free. There we go. I So I think... The, you know, again, I love you, your ideas. I think this will all help them. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. This one's interesting. It's a little long. You ready? I'm following you, man. Jared, thank you for all the honest la- uh, advice and feedback. Also, Team Betches, I'm always spreading the word. I would love to hear your opinion on my current situation. Okay. Slight background. I have recently moved to a new city for school. A bartender gave me his number about a month and a half ago. I want to mention we are both 24 and I am extremely attracted to him. The first couple of dates went well. Date number three, we went to a sporting event. We took the train after about four shots of whiskey each and I realized I was losing focus and his knees were shaking during our conversation. He told me he had to pee. Us being five stops away from our destination, I suggest we get off early so he can pee in the bushes and catch the next train after taking a significantly long time. He then comes back mortified. He peed his pants. Oh, my God. We didn't see that coming. Wow. No. Whole bladder. Front of pants completely tint changed. I didn't think of this as a significant memory until I explained that I gave him a head later that night to, to my close girlfriend. Ever since, she refers to him as piss pants blowjob. Okay. Honestly, no big deal for me. I thought it was quite cute to see his vulnerable and embarrassed side. This is, I mean, we've said this on the podcast many times, but if you're attracted to someone, they can wet themselves and you're like, eh, he was being vulnerable. Oh, you know, you know, not used to that. 
I have developed feelings for him since then, and we have both agreed on exclusivity. So they're exclusive. Piss pants blowjob and her getting along. I don't. What's the, I don't hear a problem so far. Me neither. Everything, Everything was awesome. awesome. We had plans, plans the next day to do a small destination trip. trip. I didn't I hear from him, him and I felt something was up. up. Turns, Turns out he was in jail for a second offense DUI. We spoke about his first one prior. I was in a similar situation that opened my eyes and he stated his situation did the same. Which is obviously not the case since given the details of his second offense. That was, that was two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago, and I have, I've, I've spent a fair amount of time with him since. I forgot, I forgot to mention when we first met, he had plans to move to Texas for school. I am new to Colorado, so thought this was a great match because we have mutual agreement for an end date, as you would call it. Well, the DUI obviously puts his plan on hold. He now plans on staying and pausing his education. So here is where I appreciate your advice. Should I take his... Take piss, piss pants, pants blowjob and DUI as two red flags, as my friends suggest, or, or continue our relationship one wave at a time. Yes, I also met a guy on side uh, on sidelines not too long ago. No, no comparison, comparison, but he is slightly older than me, ambitious and adventurous man. We have a great conversation with, oh, what to do. So, what do you think about piss pants blowjob? Should she considering? Now, now two, two DUIs, he's, he's had to put off school. school. Um, is, is this, this enough, enough to say, get, get your, your life together, together I'm moving on, or do you push, push through? through? I think it depends on if she wants a relationship, because I think he's not in a state to really be in a relationship. He's got to get his own self together. Yeah. That's I, my I, opinion. Also, here's the thing that, you know, I haven't heard a lot about this, but I'm sure by the time this comes out, you know, whatever, this will be a topic is that, this is going to be a really hard time coronavirus for people who have addiction issues. It's just a lot of time spent in the house. Um, I didn't drink from like I'm not I, I, I wouldn't I would never call myself an alcoholic. I, I think that would be. Um, no. Bless you. No. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think that would be kind of an insult to people who are actually going through it. Like I was drinking too much. I at the beginning of the year, I took some time away and then I didn't drink until my birthday, February 21st. And then I was off of booze completely. And then now I'm coronavirusing. We're self quarantine. I'm in the house. Uh, I hadn't drank. And then last night I, you know, glass of wine. Why not? It becomes a why not situation. So I would assume that this guy's life, he he sounds like he has a problem with alcohol. It has gotten him in trouble with the law, not once but twice, and also caused him to pee, his, pee himself in front of someone who he obviously cares about. So he doesn't, nobody wants to pee themselves <laughs> unless this is his thing. But I, I think um, he's got some, you know, some tough times ahead, right? Yeah, I that's what I mean. He he I don't think he's in a place to be in a relationship. I think he's he's got a bunch of stuff he's got to clean up in his in his life. Yeah, and I don't I don't think it's fair to like compare one against the other. You're not ending it with him. If you're ending it with pee pants blowjob to get with ambitious old man, um you have your own easy on the old. <laughs> ambitious ambitious elder. <laughs> that's the one. Is that worse? worse? Oh, I thought elder than her. But I'm saying if you're if you're making that decision, then you have to figure out if you need someone to be with at all times. Like, how do you operate without relationship? If you're just jumping, you know, from one lily pad to the next, that's your problem. But 
if you're looking at this guy going, hey, it, I think if the connection's not there totally, and you say to him, hey, I'm not going to be your fallback plan for school not working out. I think you got to work on your things. I, I, I'm not saying it's enough to move on, but I'm saying it's enough to go, hey, you have to make some changes in your life, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But she's got to be careful like that she doesn't, I don't know what type of person she is, but again, women can be real caretakers and fixers like that. She's not going to get wrapped up in trying to fix him or, you know, cure him or anything like that. So he just, he needs to get his life together. And she obviously, you know, I, I have been in, in, in program. I'm an Al-Anon. I'm not an AA, but okay. we, we talk about keeping our own, you, you got to keep your own side of the street clean. Yeah. And she needs to, she, right now she needs to keep her own side of the street clean. Yeah, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Elaine Hendricks at Elaine number four animals. Go, 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 go follow her. She's on Dynasty. Also, let's just watch Parent Trap one more time for old time's sake. Hey, it's on Disney Plus now, so people can watch it. Yeah, they it hasn't been on any platform before, but now it's on Disney Plus. So I might have to do a live scream. I, I yell at the TV when The Bachelor comes on. I think I might have to do a re a reboot. Hey, let's set up. We'll do a joint screening. Let's we'll have a we'll have a watch party, a joint watch party. I would love that more than life itself. Okay, we're gonna make that happen. Corn. Okay, so. Oh, and by the way, sorry, I just want to comment real quick about the addic- the quarantine and the addiction. It is a very serious problem, and anybody who particularly is in program, make sure you're reaching out, do your reach out, call your sponsors, make your phone calls. And I I mean, I, I don't have, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I don't have experience in this, but I would assume that during these times you're, you're in the house. What are you going to do? It's tough. It's tough because that's one of the symptoms of uh, addiction is isolation. Mm. And, um, that's that's hard. So if you're in program or if you know someone who's an addict, reach out to them a lot. If you Absolutely. are an addict, do, do your reach outs. Reach out, reach out, reach out. Can't say it enough. Let's do one more email. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Let's do it. Quarantine-induced texting with my guy friend. We've hooked up with each other's friends. Dear Papa JT, lots of feathers in the form of shares to my friends and my mom. She's always asking for gossip about my friend's dating life, so I figured she'd love your content, and she does. Thank you. So I'm flirting with one of my guy friends from college. We text and snap often, but quarantine has kicked it up the spice level a notch. We live in different cities, and I'm moving back to his in a few months. Would like to hang out more and test the waters while also keeping options open and dating other guys. I typically try to protect my time, and I'm cautious of what I do when I'm bored, but Corona is here and all bets are off. It's all, also, it's less self-destructive than texting with my ex. All right. He's hooked up with some of my mutual friends in the past, one of which was earlier this year, and they still have a loose, few loose ends. I'm a bit worried of his last hookup finding out if things continue to get spicy. I've also briefly hooked up with his best friend. Do I move all communication to Snapchat to get rid of the evidence? Go back to our typical chat. Um, or is Corona a good enough excuse if shit goes awry? All feathers to you, Shelb in the peanut gallery. So what do you think she should do? She's got this guy here. Do you have any thoughts to begin? Cause I have one thought in particular. Yeah. I want you to kick that off because that just, wow, that, that's a lot. That's- so here's the thing. 
lots of guys are going to be reaching out right now. I know this is like uh, this is like this is gross to hear, but men love options. And also, so right now is the perfect time to set up as many options as possible that never ask for the check to clear. So like you're I it, like if I was a single guy, I'd be reaching out to everyone because I got time and energy. Also, those people are never going to go, so when are we going on a date? So right now, coronavirus is the perfect excuse to say to someone, how you been, without having to go in person. So you're, what they're doing is they're building trust with you. They're building a rapport. They're keeping you warm for when things come back together. Then when th- what we're going to find out is a few months from now, a lot of guys are going to go, Oh, sorry, things got so busy after we came back from the quarantine. Like, they, I already know the excuses that are coming. So what they're doing is they're trying to get as many suitorettes as possible set up for the late night text that they can send for when it gets released. So for this guy and this girl, I understand why they're texting. I understand why she's like, well, we got, you know, this guy friend, all of a sudden we're texting. It's not all of a sudden. Now is the time to be reaching out to people that you felt a little flirty with because they can't say no because you never have to ask them to say no. Do we see what's going on? I tell you what, I hear that and I go, I go, ladies, I want to say, ladies, stay strong. Stay strong, women. Don't, Don't do it. Don't do it. But with, 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 with all, all that, that being said, said she, what she, she should, should do is go, go to her, to her friend, friend and be like, I think, I think she, she needs to go to her friend and he needs to go to his friend and be like, hey, things, things are, are kind of getting, getting a little, I'm getting some, some corona texts from, 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 from your boy. Just, just an, an FYI and feel them out. I think it's up to you to feel out your friend and let them know, hey, I've been getting some flirty texts from so-and-so. Is this cool with you? And I, and I think, think it's, it's okay, okay. Right, right now, you can, you can send, send that text, text even though it's farther along, along than you may be letting, letting them know. know. You, can you can send that text and be like, hey, I just want to make sure uh, this is, and, and I might pursue it because I'm a little bored. Like, like play it down, down to your friend, but just like, give them the opportunity to say, hey, I'm kind of still into it. And then you can release from it. Then you can push away and let them know, hey, the friend, I'm going to get away because my friend still has feelings for you. Well, that's, that's certainly mature and responsible. But I got to say, like, listening to all this, it's like, God, no wonder I'm single. All of this just sounds like, oh. It's exhausting. Well, it's, I mean, it, it just takes me back to my, to my 20s and all of the, oh, God, the pretzels that I turned myself into and the situations I was in, oh, yeah. because you're in your 20s and it's just, it, it, it doesn't feel like Meredith Blake ever dealt with this stuff. Meredith Blake didn't. Unfortunately, Elaine Hendricks did. And <laughs> I just have such compassion and such sympathy and empathy for, for all of this. Sure. Good God. Because my, my reaction now is, oh, walk away. Life is too fucking short. And, and, and the, the, that's the reason I talk about this guy. That's the reason I first thought of like the guy's pursuit of you isn't really a pursuit. You're going to get a lot of guys pursuing you what feels like a pursuit but it's actually them just taking steaks on the grill and turning them over. Ugh. And I, <laughs> I didn't mean to gross you out, but that's what they're doing. 
They're at the burgers. They got it on low temp. Hey, keep them warm for when I can get to them. And and yeah, and listen, I think that is I think that's a difference between testosterone and estrogen. It's a difference between males and females and all that, but it is really up to the women to to be strong and to make wiser wiser choices. Like this is where I'm I'm the fuddy dud. Like if I think that I want a relationship or if I really like a guy, I'm not going to start sleeping with him until like I know that things are further down the line. But also, but also that's the, this is a really good, she says she's moving to his town soon. Okay. Here's, here's how you yeah, cut no, off I'm the not con- talking about, sorry, I'm not talking about this specific, no, but I, but I, in general. Generally, I agree with you, but I'm saying for this woman that's in this situation, like it's very easy to go, hey, it's been cool texting with you. Um, I'll text, text me when I, in two months, I'll be in town. And then you're giving him a an actionable. That actionable's living up to the actionable is a show of effort. Yeah. So maybe he puts in the calendar, hey, so-and-so moved here today. Reach out. And then if he reaches out, now you haven't had two months of coronavirus text where you guys are literally writing soliloquies to each other about your love that doesn't really exist. Because it's really easy to get caught up in what well, we text every day. No, 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 no. He texts you every day because he had no one else to text or he's texting 30 people every day. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of cold, but that's, I think, you, I think that's so, I think that's good to hear. Like, that's honest. That's true. You want to be, you want to be a cold piece of steak, not the one warming on the grill. <laughs> you want to be a cold piece of tofu sitting on that grill. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. A cold piece of seitan. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine Hendricks, thank you for coming on. This was my pleasure. God, anytime. Let me yeah, know. This was so nice. I would love to do a live stream with you at the uh, at the Parent Trap. That would be like uh, like a greatest thrill for me. Um, they, everyone go follow Elaine at Elaine number four animals. It'll be all over my Instagram. Go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, go watch Dynasty. Go watch the Parent Trap. Elaine has amazing things coming up that you all need to get a part of. So if you don't follow her, you might not, you might miss it. So we want you to make sure you follow her on Instagram so you don't miss a thing from Elaine. She's so fantastic. Thank you so much. Jared, you're the fucking best.